there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, we talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home pool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. I'm really excited about today's episode because I have a good friend on as a special guest, and you are going to love her story. This is a true story of surrendering it all and leaving everything behind to truly follow God in faith. And I cannot wait to introduce her to you. Before I do, I just want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. We have used their homeschooling curriculum since the beginning of time when we started homeschooling for all different subjects, and we've always been pleased. You can go check them out at Apologia.com. They have awesome resources. Whether you are a homeschooler or not, you will find tons of great things for you your Christian family. So we're going to start talking to our special guest, as I said, and her name is Yvette Hampton. Welcome. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. Good. I'm really excited to be on with you today. Okay, so Yvette and her family have, um, they are the family behind, if you haven't heard, I'm going to tell you about the Schoolhouse Rocked documentary. This is an amazing story and they have put together and they are in the process of getting this movie out there all about homeschooling. I'm just going to let her take over and tell you all about the project. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be on with you and uh, get to talk to your audience. Um, Yeah, so we are making a documentary called Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, and it is a feature length documentary that we have actually been working on for three years now, um, which we can't believe when we when we look back and think, man, three years ago, we started pre-production on this movie. And um, God has just been good. We really, the Lord put it on our hearts to make this movie um, just a little over three years ago. And, uh, you know, the reason, well, it's for many reasons, but Uh, The main reason that we felt called to this was because we are in our ninth year of homeschooling now. And when we first started homeschooling, we we were not super excited about it um, because we said we'd never, ever, ever, ever homeschool (laughs) like many of us. I can get that. Right. Yeah. I I know you and I have talked about this many times, but it was because we had so many misconceptions about what homeschooling was and we believed all the negative stereotypes and we, we just didn't understand the, the blessings and the benefits of homeschooling our kids. We thought that our kids would end up being socially awkward. And, you know, I, I mean, there were just a million reasons that we had for not wanting to homeschool. And so we had all the reasons not to, but we didn't really understand any of the reasons why we should. And so as the Lord would have it, um, we, we thought, well, we will just put our kids in a Christian school. I grew up in a Christian school and it was good enough for me. And so I thought, well, I'll just work because that's what my mom did. And I thought, I'll just work so that my kids can go to a Christian school. But God, in his perfect planning for our family, allowed me to be pregnant the year that my oldest daughter was starting kindergarten. And she, my yeah. baby was due in October. And so I, I, I couldn't work. You know, I, right. I thought, well, I can't go to work now. I'm going to have a baby in a few weeks. And so I just thought, you know, well, 
it's kindergarten. How hard can that be? And we had some friends who had homeschooled. And so I thought, well, we'll talk to them and get kind of an idea of what to do this first year. And I was really not, like I said, was not excited about it, but we thought, well, we'll just do it for one year. And then my, my thought was when we have, when, when we have the ability, I'll go to work and we'll put our kids in school. And so that first year we went to a homeschool convention before we started her in kindergarten. She was four, five. How old was she? She was four. She was going to be five. And um, so we went to the Chia homeschool convention in California. And okay. Rick Green was from Patriot Academy and Wall Builders. He was the keynote speaker that year. And literally within two days, um, it was like the scales fell from our eyes. And we had our eyes opened to, to this homeschooling world and all that it entailed. And we came away from that so encouraged, but also overwhelmed, you know, just thinking, what are we getting ourselves into? But we knew that it was the right thing for our family. Mm. And so several years later, of course, um, we, the Lord put it on our hearts to film this documentary. And Garrett, my husband, he, we're, we're from Los Angeles, and he had worked in the Hollywood film industry for many years. And he loved his job, but he did not believe in the secular Hollywood industry that he was working in. And it took him away mm-hmm. from our family. He was always gone. And mm. so we just, um, he quit his job in 2016. No, I guess it was 2015. He quit his job. And in 2016, um, he was teaching at a Christian school. He was teaching film for middle school and high school kids. And at the end of that year, the Lord said, it's it's time to leave California and, um, mm. and make this movie. And... So, so we did, so we've been filming for, and there's, I can tell that story later, but that there's a whole story behind that as well. But anyway, so yes, so we are making this film and, and for many reasons, like I said, one, because we really want people to see the joys and the blessing of, of homeschooling and to understand that as parents, God has given us the mandate to disciple the hearts of our children. And there's no better way to do it than to be with them and to be the one who is pouring truth into their hearts day in and day out. Um, doesn't mean that you can't disciple your children if they're in school, you just have more opportunities to do it when they're home with you. And, um, and so for that reason, and then we also wanted to just offer a tool for people who maybe they had family members who were opposed to homeschooling and, um, they didn't know. That would have been me. Right, right. That (laughs) would have been this movie back then. (laughs) Yes. I mean, imagine Karen, if you, I know you and I've talked about your, how your parents were very resistant to you homeschooling in the beginning. And if you'd had a documentary, about homeschooling, yes. you could have just handed it to them and said, hey, watch this, and you'll understand why we want to do this. Absolutely. I feel like it's such a great tool to open people's eyes because we are in the homeschool bubble, a lot mm-hmm. of us that are in the homeschooling community, and we think everybody gets it. Nobody really questions the socialization thing anymore, and right. nobody really, you know, um, you know, thinks all those stereotypes, but that's not true because I've still run into people you know, that still don't understand a lot about homeschooling. So it's really, you know, an awesome thing to have this tool to share with the world, 
um, the truths about homeschooling and also maybe to encourage others. Is the purpose of the movie to sort of sway people to homeschool or how, what is, what is the vision behind it? Sure. There, there are a couple of goals behind it. One is yes, to sway people um, into homeschooling, if you will. So we want to take, you know, those parents who maybe, I mean, you look at what's happening in our culture today and there are parents who are just so disillusioned with the, especially with the public school system and they're, they're wanting a way out but they don't know how they don't know that there's another option that they can homeschool. And so we want to provide the encouragement to those families to say, you, you can do this. Trust me. Trust me. If I can do this, you can do this. You know, you're talking, (laughs) that's exactly what I say. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, I hated school growing up and, Mm -hmm. um, I, I basically only went there for the social aspect of it. And, um, and I, I really, in the beginning, I thought, you know, why would I ever want to homeschool my kids? I hated school myself. Why would I want to do school right. all over again? That just seems so silly to me. Um, but we we want to provide an alternative to parents and hope to them that they can do this. If God's calling you to do this, you absolutely can do this. And he will equip yes. you with everything you need to accomplish what he's called you to. And it doesn't mean it's easy, as you know. Right, um, right. You know, there there are hard days and it does take work, but nothing worth right. having is going to be easy. You know, marriage isn't easy. Right. Parenting isn't easy. But it and is- And I always say it's like going on the mission field, right? Yeah. Homeschooling is a mission and no missionary goes out there and says, this is going to be great and right. comfortable and easy and luxurious and I can't wait, right? I say that all the time. That's so. Right. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, so that's, true. That's right. Um, so we want to encourage that set of parents that is just maybe thinking about it, or maybe they're just trying to figure out what in the world do I do? Um, and then we've got the parents who we want to encourage who are already homeschooling, but they're maybe feeling discouraged or they're overwhelmed or they just, mm-hmm. they don't feel like they can do it for another day, you know, much less another year. And so we want to offer hope and encouragement and support to those parents as well. And so we, mm-hmm. in, in interviewing for the movie, uh, well, let me set up the movie for you really quickly. Um, so okay. people can yes. kind of have a good idea of what, what the yeah. movie will be. It's a documentary. So we've, of course, okay. interviewed a, just an amazing cast of people for the movie. Um We've got Heidi St. John and Ken Ham and Brian Osborne and Connie Albers and Sam Sorbo. And, um, oh my goodness, I I should have the cast list in front of me. Um, I don't, but you can go on the website and see it. Um, Anyway, we we just have a phenomenal cast of people that the Lord has provided for us. Um, Andrew Pudua, um, Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. anybody that we have, you know, like we knew all these people in the beginning. We didn't know any of them, actually. Um, The Lord just opened the doors for us to interview them. But in addition to the homeschool experts, we've also interviewed regular families. So just your typical mom and dad who are in the thick of it right now and who are just trying to, you know, some of them figuring out what this homeschool thing is. And then we've interviewed parents who have been through it and they've graduated all of their kids Mm. and they offer the support and encouragement from the other side and to say it's worth it to stick with it. It's worth it. And you you can do this. And and we've interviewed kids. We've interviewed college students. We've interviewed college professors. Um, we've gotten a really wide range of people to be, and, and we've traveled the country interviewing these people, that, which is partly why it's taken us three years to do this, because we have literally <laughs> traveled from coast to coast and back um, twice yeah. now. And um, so we've got a really broad perspective around the whole country mm-hmm. of what homeschooling looks like. Um, so we've got all the interviews and then just um, 
a couple months ago, our, our family took a three-month trip from Georgia to Washington. We, so we're from California. We left California. Again, I'll get to that story. But we um, yep. ended up in Georgia temporarily. And we drove from Georgia to Washington State to interview um, with Heidi St. John and to finish the movie with her. So her part, we had interviewed her previously, uh, a, a regular interview like we had done with many of the others. But we really needed a narrative to weave through the movie mm-hmm. to kind of pull all the interviews together. And so right. the Lord just opened the doors for us to be able to go to Washington. And we went and we, we stayed, actually got stayed with Heidi and her family for about two and a half weeks. And Heidi and I filmed the entire narrative of the movie together. And so That's it's awesome. us talking about, you know, how we were reluctant homeschoolers in the beginning, how we kind of got into this whole homeschooling thing, why we got into homeschooling, the benefits and the... Um, you know, the the joys and the heartaches and the difficulties of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And we're very real mm-hmm. about it. Um, and, Which and is it, what I love. Yeah, yeah. it's because we don't want to paint a picture of, you know, go homeschool. It's going to be amazing. And it's always going to be fun and easy. And your kids are right. going to wake up with smiles on their faces and ready mm-hmm. to do school. Like you're going to wake up with a smile on your face. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not a reality. Um, right. But we really do talk about our journeys of homeschooling. And, and Heidi, her she has seven kids and her oldest is 28 and her mm-hmm. youngest is eight. So there's a mm. big, you know, 20 year gap between her yeah. oldest and youngest. So she's been homeschooling for a really long time. And so she just offers an amazing perspective from that right. end of it. Um, and so, so that's what the movie is. It's Heidi and I telling our stories that we've throughout the movie. And then we pull all of these other interviews in to encourage people, um, to homeschool and to stick with it. Yeah, definitely. It's such, I think it is such a needed resource. Um, you know, those of my listeners know I've started homeschool consulting, Mm -hmm. um, in the past few weeks and the people that I talk to, there's two themes. The one is that they are in the thick of it and they're struggling, but they don't have, they're afraid. This is what I'm finding lately. They don't have people that they feel they can admit that they're struggling, like, Mm. because then they'll think that they're failing at homeschool. Right. So it's like this, you know, I I don't want to say that my child's struggling reading because well, you shouldn't be homeschooling then, you know, maybe you shouldn't be homeschooling. Maybe you should have your kids in school. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like that realness is so needed um, in yes. our homeschooling community. And again, to really get the message out there about what homeschooling really is. Mm-hmm. If you are raising your children you know, with Christian foundation, how, like we talk about discipleship, how that is so important and such a big part of the homeschooling. Yes. So I, I love that you can really get a peek into real people's lives in this movie. Um, and like you said, people like Heidi that have walked the walk, people like your family that, you know, we're going to talk about in a minute how I know you're walking the walk because mm-hmm. of what you've done <laughs> to get this movie out there. It's just phenomenal to me, um, a testimony there. So, you know, you're getting a glimpse into real people's lives. No one's like sugarcoating it. Um, but yet we're also seeing that God getting all the glory for all these things because the yeah. homeschool movement has exploded, right? I started right. 14 years ago. Oh, yes. And I thought... I thought then, oh, well, people know more about homeschool. Now it's really, really changed, even in, in that amount of time. But I feel like there's so many myths that people really do need to um, 
to have that light shed on that, you know, these are normal families out here, right. you know, and look what we're doing. And so I just love that. I think it's going to be essential for the homeschooling community to have this movie out there. I will, you know, be shouting it from the rooftops yes. <laughs> when I can tell everyone to go see it. And like, like you said, it would have been amazing to be able to say when I was having so much struggles in the early years with my homeschooling journey, you know, my family was dead set against me homeschooling. Mm -hmm. But even outside of my family, I was thinking about it today. I have a lot of people that when I told them I was homeschooling, and this is even at church, like this was in my circle that were like, yes, that's awesome. Most people were like, oh, why? Or right. <laughs> oh, like, how are you going to do that? Or, okay, I'll give you a year. Well, they didn't really say that, but it's sort of what I felt, you know, mm -hmm. and there wasn't a ton of support. Had I been able to say, did you see this movie? <laughs> like, right. I want you to go watch this movie. Um, to really shed some light on why we're doing it, you know, how people do it and what real families look like doing it. And I love that you've combined a lot of the, you know, quote unquote experts with just real people. Mm -hmm. I think that's so great to get those perspectives, um, to just have that. So I'm so excited about this movie. Why don't we talk a little bit about how your family, you know, this is the Simply Living for Him podcast, and I always talk about all things simple and, you know, not focusing on the stuff of this world and the things that we're going to, you know, that are always going to fade away someday, but the true, you know, eternal things. And your family is really doing just that. I'm like intrigued by the whole story to hear, I mean, you really gave up everything mm -hmm. to this movie. And so I want to talk about that a little bit um, too, and kind of weave your story together because, you know, you felt a calling on your life from God. This is what I talk about on the podcast all the time. You know, God calls you something, he will equate you. You felt calling on your life from God and you guys in three years, you're still at it. And you're still, you know, you're like, no, this is what God has called us to do. And we're doing it, even though it's taken a lot of twists and turns yeah. along the way, um, you know, to get this movie out there. And I want to talk more at the end about, you know, what the next steps are so that we can all see this movie in theaters. But right now, give us a little glimpse into the whole story of your family. And really, you got this idea for this movie and then the steps that you kind of took um, in your family life, like you, you sold everything. Sure. <laughs> it, it is kind of a crazy story. Um, and, and there are people who I mean, think you're we're, simply living for him. We are this simply is it, so. living for him. This is it um, in real life. Um, and, and we weren't always, I mean, we've always lived for him, um, but we've never done it this, I don't want to say bravely, um, because I don't think that we're brave. I think we just have been willing to say yes to what God has mm -hmm. called us to. Um, and only by his grace and mercy. But, um, you know, I told you Garrett was teaching film at a Christian school um, for the 2015-16 school year. And at the end of that year, uh, for many years, we had felt like the Lord was calling us to leave California. And that was home. I mean, we'd lived there literally our, yeah. our entire lives. That's where our family was, all of our friends, our church, our homeschool community, everything. That was life. And we, we were very comfortable right. there. We had a very nice house. We had you know, all the, I had my minivan, of course, because we're a homeschool family. <laughs> you were living the life. I was living the life. Um, and we, we had everything that made us comfortable. And, and I'm not saying that that's wrong to have any of those things. Um, 
but that's where we, we were and we just kind of did life and, and we were involved in ministry in our church. As a matter of fact, my husband was on staff there and um, and that's just what we did. And then at the end of that school year, we we really felt like he wasn't going to go back to teach the next year. We knew that um, it was just a one year commitment and we knew that the Lord just wasn't calling him to go back and teach again. And so we were really praying about it and we both, um, well, actually, so what happened uh, in April of that year, we were sitting in church and we had started praying about what we were going to do when the school year ended. And we're sitting in church one day and I wrote on my bulletin, I just had this thought, I thought, you know, we should just sell our house and all of our stuff and load up in an RV and go travel. And we had talked before, I mean, for years about traveling in an RV, but we'd never talked about like selling everything. We had just talked about like, you know, for fun, that would be great. And, um, And so I, I wrote it on our church bulletin and I passed it over to Garrett in the middle of service. And he just looked at me and he was like, we can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, whatever. Well, um, fast forward a few months later, I think it, it was either June or July. And um, his job had ended um, for teaching and he had, he had a lot of options for work. You know, he'd worked in the film industry. He had his marketing degree. He was in the Air Force, so he had worked in aerospace. And we, the town that we're from is a big aerospace town. And so all uh-huh. these people were trying to give him, you know, job suggestions. And, you know, we were just kind of researching it and just really praying hard. Lord, Lord, you let us know. You just, what do you want from us as a family? And um, so one day I, I can picture him just sitting on the edge of our bed. And he, he said, I don't know how to tell you this. He said, but I think that we should sell our house and all of our stuff and get an RV and go travel and film a documentary on homeschooling. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. (laughs) I haven't heard this before. And I'm just like dying because I don't like somewhere back in the beginning of the time on my blog, we tried to do this kind of like RV trip thing and uh-huh. it all went up in smoke. Oh. And <laughs> we were home in like four days. Oh like, no. Oh, we'll have we to talk about that. Oh, that's we funny. always used to be like, wouldn't it be wonderful to sell everything and travel? <laughs> like we had that dream. So listening to you, I'm like, you're doing it. Like, you oh my did goodness. It. Like, you know what well, I mean? so, I'll tell you the reality of it too. But, um, <laughs> so, so I immediately, when he said that, I said, yes, that's what we're supposed to do. And so I mean, cool. immediately I had peace about it. And again, I mean, this this meant leaving everything. And um, we had no idea where we were going to go, how we were going to get there. What We didn't have an RV, you know, we had a house. And, I um, love this story. And so wow. we we just prayed and we said, Lord, you know, you're we got to sell the house first. I mean, that's our first step. We can't go anywhere until the house sells. And so we just started kind of laying these fleeces before the Lord and just, and, and not, not that we were testing him really, but just saying, Lord, we, we can't do this without you. You're going to have to make this all work out because this is so, I mean, this is such a ridiculous idea that we just can't (laughs) even pull this off on our own, no matter how hard we try. So we prepared our house. We put it on the market the very next day. We had an almost full price offer on the house. Wow. And we actually didn't accept that one, but we, we got another one and, and uh, ended up selling the house very quickly. And then all the stuff wow. in the house literally just kind of flew out. I mean, our friends and family came over and basically bought up all of our furniture. And um, you know, I sold pretty much all my homeschool stuff. I, I had a huge, beautiful homeschool room because, you know, that's what I thought I needed. Because you're um, supposed to, in order to be a successful homeschooler, you must have a perfect homeschool room. That's right. Here now you're going to sell it all and have no homeschool room but the world. I love it. Right. That's right. Let me quick ask you, what did your family and friends think 
about it? Were they like, that's awesome? Or were they like, you're no. crazy? Um, I know my family and friends would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, our parents, th though they were hesitant, they did mm -hmm. not discourage us from it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you, that's we, great. We just said, this is what God's calling us to do. And, you know, I mean, we're we're in our 40s, you know, we're, we're 45. So it's not like we're 20 year olds saying we're going to run off and go travel the country. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. they they trust us. Um, and they know that, you know, we're, we're responsible adults. And so they, yeah. though they well, didn't, they didn't understand it, they trusted us, I think, e even though Great. they hesitantly awesome. trusted us, they just kind of were like, well, we don't know about this. But okay, we're gonna, we're gonna just kind of stand behind you. And, and at least we're, they didn't discourage us. Um, That's wonderful. Our the rest of our family um, struggled a little bit with it. Um, some still do. And that's a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but that's mm -hmm. okay, because we don't have to answer to man, we answer to the we Lord for that. the decisions that we make. Um, and our right. friends were unbelievably supportive and excited about it, which made oh, it a lot easier. Awesome. And, um, yeah. and they just kind of got it. And I think, you know, in regards to the family, I think family, often they're they're standoffish and hesitant about things because they want what's best for us. Um, and they don't want to see yeah. us get hurt or make bad choices for, for their grandkids or their nieces or nephews yeah. or cousins or whoever. So we get that. We understood that, but, right. um, but we knew this is what God was calling us to do. And he opened, I, I, I can't, I mean, there are so many stories of the doors that God opened, um, during this time to get us on the road. I mean, mm. he provided the perfect RV for us. I it, literally, it was more than what we were looking for. Um, wow. a mile down the road, it was in the exact wow. truck that came with it. We wanted a Ford excursion and, and this RV and this truck came together and it was exactly what we were looking for. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, wow. it was just amazing. amazing. Um, and during this time, I probably haven't told you this story either, but during this time, we were in escrow on our house, and so we're waiting for it to to sell. And um, yeah, you know, we had a couple, maybe like two more weeks left in the house. So we're packing. Well, actually, we weren't packing anything up. We were selling things off. We're selling everything, <laughs> and getting ready to go on this crazy adventure, and we really had no idea where we were going to end up. Um, to, to be quite honest, we still don't know exactly where we're going to end up. Um, so at that point, you didn't have a plan. Like mm -hmm. you just were like, God told us to do it, and we're doing it. Yes, yes. We, so God awesome. said go, and we said okay. And so, I love I that. Was, I one day I I was struggling, um, not with being obedient to what God had called us mm -hmm. to, but I was struggling with not knowing what mm. was to come. Yeah, and we want to be obedient when we know the outcome, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I am the girl who sometimes, depending on the story, I will read the end of the story because I want to know what happens in the end. And then I'll read the <laughs> and then I'll go back and read because I just want to know that it has a good ending and it's going to be worth my time. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, right, um, right. And so I had this dream one night and, um, and I, I don't, I haven't told this to a lot of people, but, um, I had this dream one night that I, I was, I had gone into my schoolroom, and if you looked at my schoolroom when you first walked in, it was my favorite room in the house. I had a white desk that sat up against the back wall. And so I had this dream one night that I went to my schoolroom and I opened the door and I just kind of opened it just a little bit and I kind of peeked in. And there was a, a man sitting at the desk and he had white hair and he was, he was kind of a big man. He had white hair and he was sitting at the desk with his back to me. I couldn't see his face, but just his back to mm -hmm. me. And he was writing in a book. He had a, 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 like a journal open in front of mm -hmm. him and he was writing in it. And I said, 
um, can you just tell me what you're writing? And he put his hand back like to quiet me. And mm. he still didn't look at me. Um, he just put his hand back and he said, um, you need to just close the door and trust me. I'm writing mm. and you need to just leave me alone. And I mm. was like, okay. So I closed the door and about a second later, of course, I opened the door again and I said, <laughs> you know, cause this is what we do. I opened mm-hmm. the door again and I peeked my head in and I said, can you just give me just a little bit of an idea? Like, I don't need to know the whole story. I just need to know, like, just a glimpse. That it's going to turn bit. out okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and again, he put his hand back um, to quiet me and, and he said, close mm. the door and let me write and just mm. leave me alone and just trust me. And I said, okay. And so I closed the door obediently. And one second later, <laughs> I opened the door again for the third time. And I peeked my head in and I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I said, can you just give me just a little bit of an idea? I really just need to have some of the story. I don't need the whole story. I just need some of the story. Just just a glimpse, just something. And mm-hmm. for the third time, he put his hand back and he said, you don't understand. He said, I am the perfect author of your life. And I, I am writing, I know. <laughs> he said, and I am writing this story perfectly and you need to trust me to write mm. it the right way. And he just was like, close the door. And so I closed the door and I walked away and I woke up from that dream and I knew, I knew that it was the Lord saying, trust yeah. me, he is the yeah. perfect author of life, of my life, of my family's life, of my girls' lives. And so we, I, from that moment on, I just surrendered it all. And I, and, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that flippantly, it's never been easy, but I, I just said, Lord, you're writing this. And I would rather your story be written for my life than my story, because his story is so much better than anything I could ever, I'm a terrible story writer. (laughs) So (laughs) his is way better than anything I could ever write. And, um, and so he's been writing this story for us ever since. And we have walked, um, in faith as best as we can. It hasn't been perfectly, but, Mm -hmm. um, we left in December, December 15th of 2016, we, okay. after selling everything, people keep asking us, um, you know, do you have a storage unit somewhere? We're like, nope. I mean, we have a few things stored in our parents' attic, um, but we we didn't store any. We have no furniture, none. Um, we. How does it feel to have nothing? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, how does that feel? Well, Is that just like freedom? Like to not have... Or are you like, okay, I want my furniture. Well, okay. (laughs) You know, getting rid of it was not hard. Um, And and I think made it a little easier because it went to family and friends. As a matter of fact, we just went back to California this summer and we got to spend some good time with our family and friends. And so we got to see a bunch of our furniture. It was kind of funny. It was like visiting our old living room (laughs) and our bedroom and things like that. Um, But it was not hard to get rid of it because we we realized and the Lord just gave us such peace about this whole thing. And we realized it's just, it's stuff. It's just stuff. Right. You're holding loosely. You're really yeah. walking out the simply living for him thing. You're holding loosely to the things of this world. You're focused on the things above. And the part about this dream and about following God, knowing that he is writing your story. I mean, it's just so beautiful. The The amount of trust, like just in getting to know you, you know, in this past year or so, whatever it is. And just the, I, I admire like the trust and the faith and you've had ups and downs with this movie and trying to complete it. And, and I know, like, I'm sure there's moments where you're, you know, <laughs> not picture perfect, like all of us. Right. Sure. But you still have the obedience to be like, 
you know what? We just keep going. It's God's movie. That's and right. that is what I want people to hear about this is that when this movie comes out, they're going to remember that you did this for because of that dream. Like this is God's movie. He told yeah. me to do it and we did it. Listen to God and do what he says. That's been a huge, yes. I have that written in my journal. That's been a huge theme in my life this year um, that I've been focusing on. Just listen to God and do what he says. And you're living that out. I think it's so beautiful. Your family is living that out. And how many of us out there would really, you know, a lot of us get those ideas and those dreams. And I'm just like you, I'll write that down on the church bulletin, yeah. but then actually doing it and actually stepping out and taking your family on the road and really selling your stuff and getting rid of the burdens of this world to chase after what God has told you to do. It's incredible. Yeah. So I just, I, I applaud you. Well, I think it's wonderful. Well, Thank you for saying that. Um, but like I said in the beginning, it, it's only by his grace. I mean, I can right. honestly say, Karen, and I know I've, I've talked to you, you, you and I have talked a lot and I've shared with you um, nothing that we're doing. And it's just like with homeschooling, right. you know, nothing that we're doing are we doing by our own power or because we are right. just this amazing family of faith. It right. is because God has called us to something and we have trusted him to equip us with what he's called us to. And it has not been easy. You were mentioning earlier how, you know, you talked about how fun it would be to go off on this venture adventure <laughs> in an RV. And, um, and, and yes, there are, are fun parts of it, but, but, you know, my husband works from home, of course, you know, mm -hmm. this would be our family business, our ministry, and that he's making this movie, he's directing the movie and right. putting it all together and it's a lot of work and for him to do that and trying to homeschool and do from this little teeny tiny rv became very difficult for our family oh yeah and I um we we thankfully we have family in georgia we're in savannah georgia because we've got half of our family is here now um and so my in-laws have graciously allowed us to use their home um to to work from um most mm -hmm. most days Though, mm -hmm. well, anyway, there's a, a whole different story yeah. behind that as well. But um, but it is only because God has equipped us to be able to do this. And he's brought people alongside us to keep us going and to keep encouraging us. And I mean, you're mm -hmm. one, you know, you've oftentimes, you'll just text me and say, hey, Aww. I'm praying for you. You're on my heart today. And um, those are the things that keep us going. You know, about a year ago, um, yeah, it was actually exactly a year ago. It was in October of last year. Um, it was very, we were just at a point where we were weary and we were tired and we were mm -hmm. just completely overwhelmed with trying to get this movie filmed and done and into the hands of people. And um, we went up to a, a lake house and um, a very gracious friend allowed us to go stay in their lake house for several days. And we, they just saw that we needed a break. And so they said, just go stay at our lake house. It's open. It's available. Go, go stay there. And we took an amazing family vacation. It was just great. And while we were there, the Lord kept bringing to my mind, Psalm 46, 10, be still and know mm -hmm. that I am God. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. over and over and over again, like I could not stop thinking about this verse, be still mm -hmm. and know mm -hmm. that I am God. And so mm -hmm. I was telling my husband about this and, and my girls, and I said, I just like, I can't get this verse out of my head. I, I think about it all the time. And then that within those few days, we were driving down the road one day and there was, we passed by this church and they had one of those electronic marquee signs out front. And mm -hmm. literally, as soon as we passed by the church, what pops up on the sign, literally it like flashed up on the sign and it said, <laughs> be still and no. Oh, and I was like, awesome. no way. 
And then a couple days later, my daughter and I, we went to a coffee shop and we walk in and there's this sign in the coffee shop. And my daughter says, mom, look, and it said, be still and know that I am God. And I, it was just over and over and over again. God continues still to remind us that he is in control and, and be still doesn't mean just sit there and don't do anything and expect God to do all the work. It means to rest in him Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. allow him to to carry that, that burden for us. Um, mm-hmm. But we still have to move forward to do what he's right. called us to do, um, right. but trust that he's God in all of it. And so that's what we're doing where we are moving forward. We're done filming now. Um, our mm-hmm. family, you know, it's, it has been an adventure. It's been an exciting adventure, but it's also been a really hard adventure. And mm-hmm. so we continue to be still and know that he's God and we continue to move forward and, um, I have a question for you. If he had given you, when you had that dream, if he had given you a glimpse into Mm -hmm. three years later, you'd still be, you know, at this, Uh would you have, would you have done it? That's a hard question to answer because I, uh, my, as a follower of Christ, um, I I want to say yes, absolutely. Of course. Of Um, course. We, I certainly would say yes, you know, because if we're surrendered to Christ, we're surrendered in everything, no matter how hard we know it will be. So, so yes, I would. Um, but I also wouldn't have gone into it, um, with as much excitement, I don't think as, Mm. as we did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that excitement continues on. I mean, we find our joy in Christ. We don't find our joy in our circumstances, circumstances, right. And, and in our dwelling place and, and, and all the things that we have. I mean, I know people who have amazing, beautiful homes mm. and they're so unhappy because they don't have the joy of Christ. Right. And, right. you know, we, we actually, I mean, part of our crazy story that you know is we sold our RV back in May um, because we were getting mm-hmm. ready to leave for the summer. We were going to be gone for three months and we were just, we felt like the Lord was just it was time to sell it. Um, right. So, so we sold it. We're back in Georgia. We're actually staying with my in-laws, um, for right now until Mm -hmm. we find home, which we think is Mm going to be Greenville, South Carolina. Um, Mm -hmm. we're not a hundred percent sure, but we're hoping to move there when the Lord provides for us to be able to do Mm -hmm. that. But, um, our, you know, our circumstances don't determine our joy and, and our happiness. The Lord does. So, and I asked that question because I feel like not because, you know, I want to put you on the spot for your answer or something. Oh, I no, just that. think that's a good thing for all of us to think about. Sure. You know, I was talking with you when I was sending Grace off to college and I was, we were, I think I told this with you. I know I told it with somebody recently. We were thinking, you know, that it wasn't going to be as hard as it was. Mm-hmm. And well, you know, we're going to see her every weekend. But I feel like if God had told me that I wasn't going to see her every weekend, right. then maybe I wouldn't have, you know, center but now that she's there I'm like loving you know what's going on there and everything is fine but sometimes we think we want to know Mm -hmm. the end of the story or the next chapter but I think God protects us from so much like he like you said he gives us he's he's putting his hand there and he's saying you know just trust me yep and in our flesh, we want to know the end. We want to know the next chapter, the next page, something, right. right? Just give me a glimpse. But I think it's so important when we're surrendering, no. And God has every intention of obviously his plan is best. And he has a reason for not giving us that next piece. So I say that to encourage, you know, those listening out there that, 
you know, if you're in this place where you feel like God is telling you to do something, but you're afraid that you're just trusting, you don't need to know yeah. what's going to happen because yeah. you may get very fearful if you know that it's going to be very difficult. I would never would have homeschooled right. if God told me <laughs> certain things were going to happen or it would be difficult, you know? Right. However, he has blown the doors off of my plans, you know, yeah. through this homeschooling journey. Our whole life has changed. Oh, so, sure. And look yeah, at how he's using just... you now to be able to encourage the homeschool community. I mean, you know, thousands and thousands of people because you were obedient to what God had called you to do with homeschooling. And you know what's funny about that? I was talking about it this morning. I'm doing this little online study for my book called Home, and I was talking about it in that group. The thing that is very crazy I started a blog, which I didn't even, I called it like an online diary back then because it wasn't even like, you know, blogging wasn't a thing because my parents were against my homeschooling mm. and we couldn't actually talk about it in person without arguing. Mm. So this was like a way to look, I'm doing stuff with the kids. I was posting, you know, when we did fun crafts or experiments or what we were learning or just, you know, I sort of started this online journal as a non-confrontational way to share what we were doing without having to actually tell my parents what we were doing. Mm -hmm. I gave them the link. I was like, look, if you want to see what we're doing, I'm keeping a fun little journal. Now, I did that because they were so against it. And I started that through that little online diary. The ministry has just grown. It, I didn't know it was going to be a ministry. Right. It became a ministry. <laughs> Books, podcasts, you know, speaking, all this stuff. Right. All because of something I did because I was really, you know, they were so against it. Which So it seemed like this really hard, terrible thing at the time. Praise the Lord. I started, you know, they were against it. Maybe I wouldn't have started writing about it. Yeah. And it's just crazy how it, God, you know, weaves those details. It's it crazy. Totally Things is. we couldn't even make up in our minds if we tried. No, it he is. Just, his story is always better. Just like you said, his story is always better. And it's amazing. It gives, you know, testimony to him and it gives glory to him and praise to him for what he does. So, yeah, it really does. So, you know, when you look at, at scripture, you know, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you look at the Israelites and, and I can just imagine God up in heaven just, you know, pulling his hair out going, come on, people, please <laughs> just obey and right. and just follow my plan because his plan was so perfect. And, you know, all the while here they are whining and complaining and, mm -hmm. and they end up wandering in the desert for 40 years that they didn't have to. Right. And God was taking them to a place that was so much better, but they didn't right. know, you know, and we've often talked about, you know, when they came to the edge of the Red Sea, how they, yeah. um, you know, they came to the sea and they're standing there and they're like, well, shoot, what do we do now? We've got the enemy chasing <laughs> us. We can't cross the sea. Right. They couldn't We're have even really figured trapped. out. Yeah. They couldn't have figured out. And I, I've thought about this a lot, you know, had there been a, like a little river or maybe even a, a decent sized lake, there were enough of them that they could have figured out a way across on their own. They could have, mm -hmm. because man mm -hmm. is capable of doing that. But God brought mm -hmm. them to a sea and they had no other options, but to just stand and wait for the Lord to deliver them. Lord will and, fight for you. You right, only need that's to be right. still. Just there be still. And, you know, they couldn't have even thought, well, clearly God's going to part the waters because, you know, <laughs> I mean, that had never happened before. And so, right. you know, God, we, Again, that's you where, can't even make this stuff up. You can't even make this stuff up. Exactly. But God had a plan so much better for them. And all the while they continued to grumble and complain on their way there. Right. And God still right. in the midst of it still brought them to right. what he had promised them. Right. And they still, of course, you know, 
disobeyed and and yeah. have had problems ever yeah, since but um, and forget very quickly and forget all very that quickly. god does right but that's <laughs> us in our human flesh right? right we want to control everything we we i mean i talk about this on the podcast often we say we surrender we say we surrender and mm -hmm. then we hold on right right and there's so many like so your story is just such a great testimony of really truly surrender giving it all up not focusing on all the stuff you know focusing on this is what god told us to do and we're going to do it but you're also not sugarcoating and saying it's so perfect and so wonderful <laughs> but circumstances don't define our joy that's right god does and i love that so it's been about three years since this whole adventure began and now where tell everybody where you're at with the movie what are the next steps and how can my listeners how can we help you and support you and you know what are the next steps with the movie sure so so we're done filming of course um we're now in post-production and um post-production is where you put the whole movie together so garrett will now take you know her past three years of filming all these interviews and um <laughs> heidi and i in our story and um he'll put it together into a you know actual movie um it'll be a, a full-length movie um and so getting through post-production is actually the harder part um Production okay. is the, the more fun part. At least it was for me because mm -hmm. I was getting to travel and meeting people and interviewing and all of that. Yeah. Post-production is bringing it all together to make a good movie out of it. Um, and so that's where we're at now. Um, financially, it's it's very expensive um, to get through post-production because now is the time where we have to hire all the other people to come alongside us and finish the movie. So we've got a, a composer already lined up and, you know, of course he has to feed mm. his family. So he's got to be paid too. Um, and a right. colorist and a second editor. And I mean, there's just a whole list of yeah. people, you know, when you look at the credits at the end of a movie, um, yeah. we keep joking that it's going to basically say, you know, Garrett Hampton, Garrett Hampton, Garrett Hampton, Garrett Hampton, <laughs> Yvette Hampton, Brooklyn Hampton, Garrett Hampton, Lacey Hampton, Aww. you know, it's, and um, that's so funny. Yes. And so we've got to hire all these people now. Um, and then, you know, just ourselves get through post-production so um right that's right. what we're working on right now and so we we actually have started i don't want to say fundraising we're not doing a fundraising campaign um but we we've sent out a few newsletter updates to those who subscribe mm -hmm. to our newsletter um and just asking people you know to help support us financially because it's it, right. our budget for post-production is about one hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars to get okay. the movie all the way done and then we need mm -hmm. another uh, around $300,000 to market the movie. And I know that's a really big number, but that's how much it costs to market a movie. It's and, not a big number to God, because think about that Red Sea. Oh, totally. Right? Well, that's exactly it's it. It's a big number. You know, so he owns God, the cattle yeah. on a thousand hills. I mean, he is the God of yep. the universe. He can create anything. He owns everything anyway. Um, right. And, and so he told you to do this and you did it. So that's he's right. going to honor that. And so and we, you want to, the next step then is to get it into the movie theaters, right? Yes. So we're working with Fathom, uh, Fathom Events and Fathom Events okay. is um, the organization that puts out a lot of like Kirk Cameron's movies and uh, you know, docu right. documentaries, things like that. They, they'll do like one or two night only in theaters across the country. Right. Because this won't be a movie that is going to be in theaters, you know, like Overcomer for weeks on end. Um, right. It's just a like... A special night, we'll have those special you know, special days. two nights. Yes. yes, it's usually on a Tuesday or a Thursday, I think, 
all yep. across the country, same day, it'll be in theaters. Um, and so we're working with How Fathom. awesome that homeschool groups can like go and yes. field trips and bring people. Oh, I'm so That's excited. That's right. Yes, That's it will awesome. be very exciting. Um, and then, of course, it'll be out on DVD. And that I really feel like DVD yeah. will be the most impactful because that's yes. where people can actually hand to others and streaming media as well. So we're, it is oh, our yeah. goal to have it on Netflix and iTunes and um, oh my goodness, Amazon and so things like exciting. that. So we, we want that's to make awesome. it as accessible to people as possible mm-hmm. because we want as many people to be encouraged by this movie as possible, yes. but we have to get it done. And in order to get it done, yes. we need funding for the movie. So our total budget is a, is almost $500,000 and we've, we have got okay. to get that funded. Um, and right. so, and some people, you know, I'll tell you, Karen, it's, it's such a blessing. Some people literally, they support us $10 a month, every month. Aww. Some people mm-hmm. support us $25 a month. Some people support us $100 a month, you know, kind of like missionary right. support. Um, and all of those things add up so quickly. And so, you know, people yeah. will sometimes say, well, we don't, you know, we don't have a budget for this, you know, type of thing, but we have an extra 10 bucks. Well, great. Because you know what, if you have 10 people who donate $10 a month, that's a hundred dollars that actually moves us forward. And, um, and so, so on our website, if you go to schoolhouserocked.com, there's an ED at the end. And I will include the links. Okay, great. Yeah. Schoolhouserocked.com right on the front page. There's a little button that says donate here. And if people just want to make a donation, like a one-time donation or even a monthly donation, they can click on that button and they can support us that way. You can see the okay. trailer right on the front page there. We actually have um, okay. two official trailers out that people can see, um, but they okay, can go to our, great. we have a YouTube channel. So if you go to Schoolhouse okay. Rocked on YouTube, they can see. Find the um, trailers. They can find the trailers on there. And um, okay. And then on the front page of the website, on the very top, there's a you'll see all the, you know, kind of options up there. And there's one that says, I think it says support Schoolhouse Rocked. And if you click on that, that will take you to some other links for, you know, investors or donors or marketing partners, things like that, because there are a bunch of different ways to partner with us to help get this movie done and into people's hands. Or prayer. And And prayer. Lots of prayer. prayer. We we have actually a prayer team that prays for us Mm. and with us and they are amazing and we would not be where we are without them yeah Um, well I shouldn't say that we would not be where we are without the Lord Uh, but the Lord has used those people of course he uses them absolutely he does um to pray Mm -hmm. for us and encourage us along this journey so um so yes and if people want to be part of the prayer team we would be delighted to have them as as part of that um they can email me i'm easy yvette okay. at schoolhouserocked.com is my email so people can always email me um, so okay yeah. that's awesome this has been just wonderful to hear your story um people listening listen you need to go to schoolhouserocked.com or to their youtube i'm going to include all the links here share about this movie number one because it is i believe so important in the homeschooling community to have something like this. We don't have something like this out there. This is very exciting. And number two, just like you that said, this is something that they listen to God and they're doing what he says. And I believe that getting behind our brothers and sisters in Christ who are doing things for the Lord in obedience. Um, I just think there's nothing, you know, better than that. And that we need to get behind um, this movie. I'm really excited about it. Go to the website, go, you know, on their social media, follow them, stay up to date on what's going on so that when this movie comes out, you can share it with the world. Um, But truly, I'm just 
I'm so, you know, just blown away by your story, by your obedience. And I know you're, you're very humble and say, yes, you know, it's the Lord and it is, but like that just shines through you because so many of us out there, we get scared and it's hard to fully obey, right? You, you, yeah. you want to, you want to, and you know, you're supposed to, but when it gets hard, we take a step back and your family is such an example of continuing to press on and listening to the Lord, doing something for the Lord, because he told you to, and not knowing the outcome, but knowing that it's his outcome and he is good and he is faithful and whatever will be, will be. And it's just a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story of living simply, of you know, <laughs> getting rid of all those things and really focusing on your true purpose, your true calling. And for each of us, as I always say, the Lord has a different calling for all of us, right? Yeah. Yvette's family is out there. He called them to make a movie. He's not calling all of us to make a movie. That's okay. You know, you don't have to be listening <laughs> to this and say, wow, she did something really big. I can't do something that big. It's not about oh, that. No. It's about just in the smallest to the biggest, listen to God, do what he says, trust him. Don't focus on all the external stuff, focusing on the eternals. As I always say, focus yeah. on the eternals over all the external stuff. And your family is truly an example of really, truly doing that. So um, well, I you. really ask you all to go and visit Schoolhouse Rock, check out all their um, information, support them in whatever way you can. Like we need, like she said, we need to get this movie funded in order to now, you know, complete this, um, this process. And so I encourage you guys to do that. Thank you Yvette, for coming today, yes, for being on the you. podcast, oh, for sharing your story. I know that joy. this is one where people are going to write me and be like, that was so encouraging because <laughs> your story is just so encouraging and such a huge testimony of really truly walking in faith so thank you for being with us today oh, and thank you um having me it's been so much fun and i and thank you for your ministry and all that you do i love listening to your podcast and oh, you. um, just the encouragement that you offer to me because you know it's funny I'm I'm just a normal homeschool mom. I you know people, I don't people will ask me questions about homeschooling and you know help me. They want me to figure stuff out for them. I'm like oh you don't understand. I'm just trying to figure it out still myself. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I love listening to your podcast as well. And just your whole ministry is amazing. Mom. And your Bible based oh. homeschooling e course, oh, I you. love it. I've been through the whole thing and oh, it's amazing. You. So you are such a joy. Thank you. Oh thank you so much. Well I'm just a normal homeschool mom. I say trying to figure <laughs> it out too myself, but you know. I truly believe that God has called me to share my, you know, encouragement with others and to share it and say, look, I mess up too. Like, let's do this together, yeah. right? Let's all walk this journey together. So that's why I do what I do. Awesome. But thank you again for being thank with us. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy. <laughs>